Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. How is your week going? It is episode 68 already. I can't believe it. And this week, I'm super jazzed to present to you actress Jenny Wong. I think one of the things I adore so much about Jenny is that she was very open about the fact that she had a really good job that just didn't speak to her passions and her sense of purpose, really. And so she was willing to get really uncomfortable and make some big changes and risk, make some financial risks to become an actress. Jenny is an actress in Stolen by Their Father, and that's how she and I connected originally. She is in the movie based on my memoir, Pieces of Me. And one thing that I adore about her performance is, of course, well, frankly, I adored the original people, Faith Daycare and Learning Center, and they were so incredibly important to me back when my kids were just tiny and we were trying to eke our way and make a living. And also, after my kids were kidnapped by their father and taken out of country, that amazing daycare, Mona Hundrup, Lisa, um, all of the people at Faith that were working there then were so helpful with fundraisers, with, you know, having time during their church services, prayer for us, and just staying in touch. I just appreciate them. Jenny did such a great job, and she has terrific energy. So I'm really thankful that she and I made a connection, and I find her story to be so interesting because it's important for us to make sure in life that we're really not just on a conveyor belt, ending up as dissatisfied and bitter people later in life. Jenny made not only a plunge to be an actress, a little bit of a plunge, but she's also done some practical things because what are we willing to do to have our dream? So she'll tell you about some things that she teaches and other ways to make ends meet as she's pursued her passion and she's becoming just increasingly successful on television and now in movies. So thanks to Jenny Wong. It is April 22nd as I record this part, about to very soon sign people up for my masterclass, Three Things New Authors, Three Mistakes New Authors Make, and the Mindset Shifts to Fix Them. So check out show notes and sign on up. It's free. It's an hour a couple of times in the first week of May. And yes, there will be a replay, but there's a huge bonus, well, a fun bonus anyway, for those who show up live. Thanks always for being here. I love when you rate or share the podcast and much, much, much appreciation to you for taking time out. I hope you find this inspirational as I have. Welcome, persisters and brothers. This week, I am super jazzed to introduce you to someone who's near and dear to my heart specifically and selfishly because uh, I first became familiar with Jenny Wong in the movie Stolen by Their Father. And Jenny plays a really great role. It may be brief, but it's very impactful, at least to me. 
she plays the daycare provider and administrator who first lets me know in the movie that my children are missing. And shout out to Faith Daycare and Learning Center, but there is nothing so special as a great community when you're going through a crisis. But there's also nothing like a great community when you're over a crisis and just celebrating something wonderful. So I've become familiar with Jenny on social media, and then she agreed to share her wonderful story about being a a striver, really, as she has decided to reinvent herself at a very risky time in life. Jenny had a terrific job with the airlines. She lives in Canada and had a job that she really liked, but it wasn't the job of her heart. And so Jenny rolled the dice with the support of family and I'll let her tell the rest of the story. So thank you so much for being here today, Jenny, and so happy to have met you in the way that I did. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I mean, of course, it was a true privilege to be in that movie. I um, I actually auditioned for five different roles oh uh, in that movie, and I'm so I'm so glad um, that Larissa Mayer, uh, she's the casting director, she's given me so many chances, and she was just like, "We got to get her a part. We got to get her a part." And I just I, I wanted it. it so bad. I read the script. And it was so moving. Um, oh, that yeah, makes me I, so I, happy. And for those of us who are not actors, we didn't know that that was even a thing, that you that that's how that went. If you wanted to be in a film, it sounds like you get a, a, some different shots to do it. You know, you can try out for multiple parts. So interesting. Excellent. Yeah. So they usually go from the, like, the larger roles. That's just okay. how they cast. So I was actually... I was like uh, shortlisted or on hold or pinned um, for for the role of Anne, um, the best friend. Yes, uh, which would have allowed me to go to Greece. Really had my <laughs> fingers crossed for that one, um, and then that fell through. And then there was there were there were just like a few different roles that I had the privilege to audition for, and I'm so glad that you know the role Janet worked out in the end. Um, and yes, it was a smaller role, but you know, I got to be in it with, um, with the two main leads and the girls. I, it was just such a great experience. So. I love seeing you in it. You did a great job and thank you for being in it. That's fantastic. And you should still go to Greece someday because it's a beautiful place to yes. be. Yes. I love uh, ever since I was little, I read this book by Christopher Pike. I don't he was like the more mature R.L. Stein, but nowhere near as popular for some reason. But I was like, Christopher Pike is the better one. Um, so I and <laughs> there, there was this book called Immortal, Immortal. I think it was like one and two. I think it was like a series, but it was based in Greece. And ever since I read that, I was like, I want to go to Greece. You must. It's so incredibly so beautiful and such great food and good people. Sure. Now, mm-hmm. to, please do tell us about the year that you were getting, you had a couple little kids, right? And the year that you were getting into personal development when you made a big, bold move and what you've done to sustain yes. following your passion. Yeah. So, um, you know, sure, uh, right after my second mat leave, I had gone back to work and I was really sort of evaluating things because I was like, okay. So I don't know if we're going to have another baby. I don't know if I'm going to lose these, you know, 10 pounds. I don't know what's going to happen. But 
I know for sure I'm not, I'm, you know, this isn't what I want to do. And, um, I'm definitely not having kids now. So you know what, let's just, let's just book some headshots. Let's just take the photos. Let's just go online, uh, you know, you know, on my lunch breaks or whatever, (laughs) whatever. Um, and like poke around and find some casting sites and see what's available. Like I've been so out of the loop for such a long time, probably like a big five-year chunk where I didn't audition at all. I didn't do anything. Okay. And I, so yeah, I, and I did. And then, and then I booked, I booked cutie pugs, which was my first big TV film role. It's a kid's TV show um, where I play, you know, a mom with a little girl who has these four little pugs um, and it's live action. It's amazing. TVO kids. It's still on air. <laughs> um, and then that just, it just gave me the energy to be like, what else is possible? so I was still self-submitting. I didn't want an agent. I was kind of afraid of an agent because I didn't want to have to answer to one other person. I was just like, my kids are my first priority. If I, somebody gets sick, something happens, I, I got to go and audition or no audition. You know, I, I had to go. Um, but you know, things, things worked out and people started saying, you know, more and more like, um, why don't you get an agent? Oh, you should get an agent. Oh, here's an agent. I have an agent. This is, you know, and I kept getting this message and I started listening. So I, I went and I started putting myself up to interview for agents. And at first I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go with this one because this is the one that was recommended to me. Um, and it went like the interview was terrible. I, 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 as I was walking out, I was like, I do not want to be a part of this. And of course they were like, Oh, it might take up to two weeks because we have so many submissions. Well, they oh, called dear. me like two days later and they were like, it's not going to work out. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to work out because I don't like you. <laughs> I didn't say that, <laughs> but that's what I was thinking. But it kind of like lit a flame under my butt. And I was like, right. okay, who else has been recommended to me? And, and then I interviewed with my current agency now, um, Hero Artists, and it was just, it was so wonderful. Like I walked out of there, like I almost, like I wanted to cry. Like I was so, I felt so aligned. I felt like I was supposed to be where I was supposed to be. Um, and then I started auditioning with them right away and I booked the first audition um, out of the gate with them. And then it was just, but I... I kept every time I would get an audition, I was super excited because this was still during, this was 2019. So it was right. still during live auditions. So every time I got one, I would be super excited for about 30 seconds before the reality sunk in that that means I have to take a day off work. I've got to, or I've got to switch a shift or, you know, how am I going to finagle this? Like, oh, can I ask them to switch like it to like really early morning and I can come in late to work or like later and then I can, you know, Because then it's also like, I still have to pick up my kids from daycare or from school. Um, At that point they were in school. So it's still like, it can't be too late. It's going to be like this, this whole balancing act. So I found myself just out of balance because it was something that I wanted so bad. But at the same time, I was dreading it because of the other obligations that I had. So I was down this road of like personal development and manifesting and like law of attraction, a law of attraction and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I need to set some goals. And I was like, you know what? Three years from now, I'm going to be not working this job and I'm going to be a full-time, full-time actor. 
Wow. So 2019, so that means 2022, that's when that's when I was supposed to be, you know, full time. Well, and then things were going really great as well. So like beginning of 2020, I landed my first uh, film role. Um, four days on set. Like it was, it was super exciting. Um, you know, I, I, again, I just felt like, yeah, like things are moving along. This is great. And then COVID hit. Right. But even then, like, I was like, oh, you know, I, I was working in the union office and I remember speaking to another colleague of mine with the same seniority. Cause everything's based on seniority when you work in like, like the airline. Um, and saying like we have 10 years seniority like thank goodness because we're we don't need to worry about being laid off there's no way we're going to get laid off right well we at people up to 22 years seniority got laid off oh my so i mean it was devastating for us um but it would be really devastating if you can imagine somebody you know that's been working in the same job for 22 years that's all they know right right um terrifying so you know Yeah. And then for us, my husband had just gotten his real estate license. So he was working on his own and we didn't know, like we didn't have a full year of like understanding what his job was going to be like. There was no benchmark. And then everything shut down in the real estate market as well. And then of course, all production shut down and we were, it was just crazy. And then we had another property that we were renting out. And then the renters said that we couldn't afford it because they lost their jobs. Sure. So they had to leave. So we were, we were really, we were really worried. And I'm not one, (laughs) I don't know. My husband's just like, you never get stressed out. And I was like, I I think it just shows up differently. But like, even then, like we were, we were all very stressed out. (laughs) Sure. Um, So, um, you know, but then. Luckily, and it was funny because it was almost like the universe was like pushing towards it was like, you're never going to, um, sorry, can you hear them? It's okay. It's okay. We hear that's it's real life. (laughs) Children in the background. That's what we do. And dogs, sometimes my cats meow. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So, um, yeah. So it was funny because along with this whole personal development thing, um, you know, and I had set the goal to be three years in it, you know, later that I would be not working there, but it was like the universe had just pushed me and was like, you know what? You're too scared to, to like quit. Now we're just going to lay you off. We're just going to take away from you and force you into this new reality, which is exactly what happened. So it was like, I was pushed into it. And then, you know, I, I, I just started delving into every single thing that I could possibly do. Like I love, I love on, like, I love classes. I love learning. I love school. I always said, if I could just learn my whole life, like just take classes all the time, that's what I would do. Um, so I, I just launched into, Every single, you know, ask me anything AMA, you know, casting workbook was hosting all of these casting directors that were coming on um, and interviewing them. Like just everything that I could watch or listen. Right. So me and my kids would be going to walks around the creek. Right. Because that's the only thing you're allowed to do. 
And I have one earphone in and I'm just listening to, you know, casting directors and actors and directors or whatever, just talk about acting. And I was just like, I got to get good at this, like real quick. So, and and then because everything was going to be self tapes. So up until that point, I was like, oh, I'm so, you know, like most people, oh, I'm so much better in the room. You know, I I can't, you know, I, I, everybody, you know, you feel the energy and, and it's so much better in the room, in the room. But, you know, that just wasn't a possibility anymore. So, you know, I had to, we, I had to figure out the self-tape thing real quick. And that's what I did. I just, I, I just delved into it. And it was like that, those few months that it was shut down, it allowed me to like hone my craft. And then when production started opening up again and I was auditioning again, I started booking. And then it, it you know, the momentum kept going. Um, and then in 2021, that was like, so last year was really a tremendous year for me. Um, you know, I auditioned almost 200 times and I booked, yeah, like uh, 195 self tapes were submitted in 2021 and I booked, um, 18 jobs out of, you know, so it doesn't. The ratio doesn't sound great, but that's like the reality. That's the reality. So that's actually why I started posting. I started posting on Instagram and, you know, I didn't think anybody would care, but those are the posts that people love the most is when I'm just saying, this is how many times I auditioned. This is like how many times they cared to like ask me to (laughs) do it again. And then this is how many times I've actually booked because so often nobody sees how much actors, how much work actors put in. And that's aside from the classes I was doing, right? Like I was staying up because the kids were at home all the time because of the schools. I couldn't do anything during the day because they like the little one was in kindergarten still. So I had to sit with him on the computer and like hold him down because <laughs> otherwise, you know, and I mean, to be sure, I don't think he learned anything anyway, but um, <laughs> otherwise, like he wasn't even going to be like, he would just be marked absent the whole year. So um, my whole day was preoccupied. So like I was taking classes um, based out of Vancouver so that by the time it was six o'clock there, it was, uh, it was seven o'clock there. I was taking classes at 10 PM. Wow. In my oh, time zone just so that I can do it. And all of my self tapes were the same way. Like I did them in the middle of the night because that's the only time I was going to have peace and quiet. So Jenny, I what is a self tape? Could you explain what a self tape is for, for people who don't know? Cause I honestly don't know. I, I would imagine it's like you just talking into the camera, but yes. So a self tape is basically um, so a traditional audition, you would just show up, you would have your lines memorized, your beats, your objectives, whatever you plan to audition, you'd walk in, the cameras would be set up the way the casting wanted, the lighting would be set up, the sound, all the microphones, whatever. You just show up as you. You do your thing. They tell you what to do. You do it. And then you leave. Now you get an audition. They give you a brief synopsis of what they kind of want to see. And you're responsible for your own lighting. Um, You're responsible for your sound. So like getting a microphone, all your technology, 
uh, a camera that's going to shoot well enough for you for it to be considered. Oh, you wow. need a backdrop that's okay. nice and plain and clean. You need quiet so that you don't hear children <laughs> screaming in the background in the middle of your audition. <laughs> um, and and if there's somebody else that you need to read with, you have to find somebody either in your house or over Zoom or FaceTime or whatever to read with you. Oh, wow. So now you're responsible for all of that. Um, so that's, that's tough, right? I, I mean, there's some actors that still do, are still saying the same thing, like, oh, I can't wait until we go back in person. But honestly, I don't see that really happening. Casting directors are saving and producers are saving a ton of money by doing it this way. Right. right. It leaves Fine. a non-techie person completely out of the loop. I will just say for actors who don't feel like that's a skill set they can slay. So good for you for like making it work. Yeah. Well, and, and that's part of the reason why I started um, teaching and coaching because people were reaching out to me being like, your self tapes look great. What are you using? What's the lighting you're using? Oh, what, what are you using? So that's sort of, that's how it all began with the coaching because people were reaching out to me to ask me things. And I was like, there are things that people want to know and they don't know. Right. And there, are, and you know, this is a tiny snapshot of people that are, I don't want to say brave enough, but you know, that are willing enough to DM me a complete stranger that they just happened to see on Instagram and ask me what I'm doing. Um, you know, and I was like, there's gotta be more people. Yes. So, um, yeah, because a lot of the traditional classes, all they're still teaching you is how to analyze these huge big scenes. Right. And they're usually out of a movie, like the, the one scene study class that I was doing. Um, that's what it was. It was, these big scenes, like I did a scene from like GI Jane and I was like, I'm never going to be auditioning for GI Jane. Like not even <laughs> like, not just because, you know, it's a, it's a big blockbuster movie or whatever, but it's also like, that's so not my role, but like, I, it's going to be years, like realistically speaking before I get a role this chunky like where I'm going to be like the lead right where I have you know where I, I have these arcs and character development and all this stuff and I was like that's not what I'm getting I'm getting these one-liner roles like how is this class helping me how how am I going to get more work like how how is anybody ever going to trust me to give me these auditions if I can't even do the one line right so that's sort of where you know, again, where all this coaching came from, because I was just like, you know what, I need to figure this out. Like none of these classes are what I need. <laughs> these classes aren't working out. I need to figure out. So it's like, I started listening in again, I started googling and researching and figuring out how to make these like, or like the silent on cameras. Sometimes you don't even get to talk. You don't even have one line. It's like, how are you going to land? How are you going to book this? How are they going to choose you like a needle in a haystack? How is that going to happen? I love this. Um, you reverse engineered what you should have had available to you and then created it for other actors, right? Who 
Yeah. Who needed help learning to either be silent, but be seen or be in a commercial or understand the value of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause these commercial, like that's what I was getting. I was getting commercial auditions. Like there's no class. I, I saw no classes for commercials. Right. Or like the closest thing. Yeah. Like the closest thing was like, um, like I've seen some like maybe now, but like the closest thing was like improv class. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, it's kind of like improv. You know, you go in and they tell you to do stuff. But I was like, but you know, like they don't, nobody talks about buttons and nobody talks about, you know, the right amount of improv that you should be doing. Um, certain notes that you get, like what they expect to see in a commercial audition um, versus like if you get something, you know, in a TV show, um, you know, just these fundamental differences that they just don't talk about. They just, it's just a traditional scene study class that's really from theater, right? Like that's the basis. Like they're still teaching TV film as though it's theater class, right? And but and just like not. in a different media. Sure. Right. But they're still giving you like these big meaty scripts. And it's like, that's, that's not what I'm getting. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, And you have to be able to, you know, you're going to get there, those big meaty scripts, but there has to be a celebration of the journey and how do you support yourself? Well, maybe you need as an actor, maybe you need to get good at commercials. Maybe you need those silent roles. Maybe you need to embrace that. And so you created a way for other people to do that. Yeah. So um, it's also like those little one-liners. That's how they're going to trust you. Like that's because on a resume, on an acting resume, you don't put commercials on. So you do that for like the money. Wow. And some like notoriety, right? Because when friends sure. and family see you in a commercial, they get excited. Um, yes. But then, yes, but you can't use that on your on your resume. Like you just, you don't put commercials on there. So the only thing that counts, and it's the same thing for like IMDb. Like if you want really you know, an IMDb, yeah. So commercials don't go on there. It's just TV film. There are some other things like if like short films and certain things like that, that counts too. Um, but yeah, so, so it's like, you have to, uh, there's a coach that I was following and she put it in such a wonderful way. Amy Jo Berman, I have to give her credit for this. It made it so clear in my mind. It was like, if you have a baby, so your career is your baby. So when you have a baby, you have to take care of its immediate needs, right? Diaper changing, feeding them, all these like immediate things. But at the same time, you have to think long-term, you have to think, we got to save up for when she goes to college or when, you know, in a few years time, she's going to need a bigger bed. She's going to, you know, whatever it is, like you still right. have to plan for the future. You're teaching her skill, right? So you're investing her for the long term, but you also have to take care of the immediate needs. So that's sort of like your acting career or any baby, you know, any, whether it's writing or whatever, you have to take care of your immediate needs, which is maybe booking those smaller roles, um, booking, those commercials to supplement. And then you, and then you have to continue investing in classes, in uh, different techniques, in new equipment, like even just upgrading to make sure that you, you know, it still looks good. Right. Right. If all you could afford was a ring light for a while, like that worked, but when you can afford something better, you upgrade and then you can see the difference. You're just like, Oh my God, this is way better. Right. (laughs) Right. And you just, 
and and understanding where to invest and not to invest when it doesn't. I love it. I love that you've done that and that it's filling a gap. And what other things would you tell listeners about pursuing your dream? Not everyone's going to want to be an actor, but there were some things you've done to just make it work. It sounds like there was really nothing that you wouldn't have, you know, I mean, within a certain balance that you wouldn't do to make sure that you were able to green light this dream of yours. Yeah. I mean, I think, and and in the moment you just kind of do these things, but, um, you know, for a while, like coming, figuring out a way to do myself tapes, um, you know, on a budget and with the children home all the time. And then like, you can't change you can't change that. So all I had to do, I just had to pivot and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to have to do it in the middle of the night. That's right. just, that's the easiest thing to do. So everybody's got to go to bed. And if I have to, and, and some mornings it was, it was like two, three o'clock in the morning by the time I'm done. Oh dear. And then I'm just submitting. I mean, luckily I function fairly well on little sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people can't do that. Like my husband. Useless. Um, and, and I do, I do find I get more work done, um, at night, like just working on this course. Like I was trying to do the go to bed early and wake up early thing. Right. It just doesn't work for me. (laughs) It doesn't work. I'm just going to have to stay up at night. Um, but yeah, like you just, you have to take steps. So, and, and watching my husband always makes fun of me because I'm always watching these like motivational whether it's like on YouTube or like these speeches or whatever it is, like law of attraction, whatever it is, like things that come to me. But I always remember um, this uh, speech that Jim Carrey talks about. And he talked about how his father was the funniest man he ever knew. And he was way funnier than him. And he could have been an amazing comedian, but he decided to take the comfortable job, the secure job, so that he could take care of his family. And then after a while, he got laid off and he was left with nothing. Right. And, and that's why Jim Carrey is, is so passionate about following their dreams. And I'm like, that happened to me. <laughs> that right. happened to me. I mean, luckily I had choices. Um, you know, they did end up calling me back, but we had, you know, a year and a half to test out having no benefits, you know, no pension, um, you know, after having it for 10 years, right? Like that was a big thing to all of a sudden be without. And like the other parts, you know, working for the airline, we got to fly where we wanted, you know, pretty much for, for, for free. So that's a big thing. Um, but you know, and it was a good job. Like I remember thinking to myself, and I said this to a colleague of mine, I said, you know, I wish I was just happy with this job because it's a good job. Right. It's a good job. I like my coworkers. I was doing, you know, good ish, you know, uh, in my <laughs> role, you know, I, I, I always felt like there was a limit. Like I was great with talking to people, like people would come to me distressed. I would be able to talk them, talk them down. Um, but when you're working for a large company, there's only so much you get done as a, as a union rep, right? you know, and you know, when you're up against a big corporate company, it's, um, 
it does get futile after a while. Like you, you do feel sort of like a failure. And, and I was just like, I was accepting that. I was like, so I was like, okay, so this is maybe not the job for me. I'm kind of just giving up. I'm complacent at this time. So like, I, I remember saying, you know, I wish I was just happy with this job, but I, I just kept going back. And then, and, and I would just find these people that I, I could look up to. And, um, Amanda Bruegel, um, she's maybe, she's not a big celebrity. She, but she really opened my eyes to what was possible in where my market was in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, as a, as a woman of color, um, living in Toronto with a family, like what, what could I really do? Like, was I just always going to do like a commercial here and there? What, like what was really possible for me? And she really led the way because, um, she was a older woman. She was in her forties. So I was just getting up there. So she was a few years older than me. She had two boys. She was happily married. And it hit me when she, I saw her on three hit TV shows that were all shooting in Toronto. And she was a recurring character on all three shows. Oh, my goodness. Time. Yeah. So she, uh, so Handmaid's Tale, she plays Rita. Okay. Then she was on a show called Kin's Convenience. And she was Pastor Nina. And she was also um, in a few episodes of season one. Yeah, season one of Working Moms. And I was like, it that just blew my mind. Right. Because I didn't realize, you know, I, I just didn't, you don't know what, what you don't know. Right. I, I was just thinking so like one level, like, oh, you know, maybe I could get a job on one show, uh, you know, like a few years from now, maybe they'll give me like a series regular and maybe that, that'll be it. Like my one show. Right. And maybe it'll last a few years and, you know, like it never even occurred to me, like, why don't you just get small roles on like three different shows or like, I love it. you know, so a mentor kind of showed you what was possible besides what you might've thought she showed you in a way by her example. What is possible? Right. Yeah. And she's doing, I mean, she's doing all kinds of things. She's in films. She's in all kinds of things. And she flies all over the world uh, doing other roles. I know she goes to LA. Like she's, she's in a lot of stuff, but she, and also that she's not a big, huge celebrity name. Like she's a working actor who's successful in what she does, but she's not, she's living a normal life. Like she posted on Instagram, she was waiting in line at like the local pharmacy for her vaccine. And she was just hanging out with the rest of the people. Nobody was bugging her. Nobody's following her around, right. you know, because that's also part of the fear that you have. Um, you know, I was also, you know, I was introduced to the idea of fear of success. And you think, oh, who is afraid of being successful? And it's like, but no, like that was a thing because you're. I'm worried like, oh, does that mean I'm going to have to leave my kids? Does that mean I'm going to? it's going to cause friction with my family, you know, with my husband or right. whatever. Right. And you come up with all these crazy things in your mind. Um, and it's just like recognizing it's like, no, you have a fear of success right now. Like you are holding back because you're worried that if you do get a lead role or whatever. Right. Um, so it's just like all these little things that you kind of have to pay attention to when they surface and you, right. you have to 
sort of look at how it applies to you. It's like, why is Amanda Bruegel on all three of my favorite shows? Like, what does that mean? Like, and I could have just been like, oh yeah, she's on all three of my shows and just ended it there. But I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, and it's just little things like that. Like you just have to stop. Right. And be like, how is this relevant to me? Right. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like something, there's a reason why I'm noticing this right now. Um, I love it. There are different recipes. There are different recipes to get you to where you want to be. And it's just keeping your mind open that not one template is going to work for everyone. There are more, there are many different ways you could live out your actor life and be very successful. Yeah. And I think that's true of so many things that we aspire to do in life that we tell ourselves, even let's say for me as a, as a author who was very, very lucky to have in her mind, like, oh, I hope it would be so cool if one day somebody could make, let's say a film out of their book. But there are so many different ways that can or can't happen. And it's just kind of learning and learning and learning and enjoying every single person and looking at different templates. Because I think it's the journey that's so valuable and not that one outcome we tell ourselves we need. And I definitely feel that. Like just even today, I was excited. I was like, oh, yeah, I get to speak to Jenny later today. And I never would have if we didn't have this one thing in common because I live in now Tennessee and you live still in Canada. And it's not like we'd run into each other at the supermarket. But I just love that, you know, whatever big thing a person is working on, there are different ways for them to get it if they're willing, usually. Not always. I don't want to say that every single person can do every single dream, but it's not even the outcome. It's that journey, I think, that's so fabulous. Yeah, it's just like, it's, uh, you know, you got to know where you want to go, right? It's just like going on the GPS. You've got to put in your destination. Right, (laughs) whatever detour, it doesn't mean you can't stop off at the park and have a picnic before you pick back up on the street or you might divert and say, you know what, actually, you know, maybe some you're, you're going to your friend's house and your friend called and said, Hey, guess what? I'm going to a different party. Like, why don't you meet me there? Things can pivot, but it's just about having that goal in mind. Right. So that you know, at least which direction you're heading towards. It doesn't mean you can't pivot. It doesn't mean you can't detour, you know, but you want to have that at least clear in your mind. I love it. Um, and, and a GPS, I just learned that this week, this week, because I rely on GPS now because I moved, you can set it to where there are no highways. Like if you're scared, like I am. And the yes. same thing when you're looking for your goal, when you have that image in mind of what you want, you get to decide, do you want to ride the highways and try to fast track it? Or do you want to go the slow route? Do you want to go the safe route? Do you want to, you know, and it's just a good reminder. You have a lot of choices the entire way through. You may not even reach the actual destination. You may not even want that destination a couple of years from now, but something right. in the journey is going to be just right. Exactly. You might like that park that you pulled over at the picnic and say, you know what? I'm not leaving. Right. <laughs> I love it. Right. And that happens. This is perfect. Exactly where I am. Ginny, where can listeners see your work and maybe your website and, and, you know, connect with what you're doing now because you've got courses and coaching as well as the new movies and, you know, appearances that you have. It's so exciting. 
Yeah. So, um, I, you, uh, I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. So my main account, uh, my acting account is at Ginny Wong on set. And then for, for my actors who, um, want to learn, you know, I post reels and acting tips and, um, little tidbits here and there on at actors underscore who underscore book. Okay. On Instagram as well. And, um, I recently, uh, wrote an ebook called how to book more commercials from your self tape auditions. I love and that. You can, and you can get that on my, um, on either Instagram account in the link in bio, you can find it there. And my course, I am still working on it. It's definitely taken longer <laughs> than, I mean, as, as all things that are worth it are. Right. It's taken me longer to put it together. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I held a live recently where it was like an ask me anything and people were writing in and joining in and asking me questions. So I really feel like, you know, this is, this is something that people really need. There, there is a gap in the learning in the traditional scene study and acting classes. And even like if you were in a university and you're, learn, you know, you're getting your bachelor's of fine art or whatever, and you're going to come out and you're not going to know what to do when you get your, your commercial audition or when you are auditioning to be, um, you know, cop number one, you're not going to know. Right. Right. <laughs> Cause they don't teach that stuff. I love it. I think what you're doing is pretty amazing because in your journey, you're also helping other people learn the things you didn't know. So that would have helped. So congratulations. Yeah. So glad to have kept company with you. And thank you for this today. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so excited. And another, just a little tidbit. I know I'm so chatty, (laughs) Um, but not only it it wasn't just the movie because really it's, it's because I posted the trailer on my Facebook public and somehow it found its way to you, to my account like that in a, in and of itself is serendipitous because, you know, I mean, I post all kinds of things and it's like, it's not like every time I post a trailer, somebody finds me and it's like, you know what I mean? And, and, and I, and I, and I remember, because I think it was actually your brother who commented on that. And I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, her brother. <laughs> like, how did he even see this trailer? Like, how did he even find my page? Like, how is this possible? And he liked right. it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, what an inspiring story. Your sister's amazing. Oh. And and then and then you found me. And I was just, like, blown away by that. But that, you know, that doesn't always happen. True. It is so so true. So true. I think one of the things, and maybe you and I talked about this before, but that I found so precious in a different universe before the pandemic, had this movie been filmed, which we'd already talked about, you know, the movie had been optioned pre-pandemic, I could have gone and would have gone to the set for a couple of few days in Canada, especially when I lived in Alaska, that was like in the talking. But then the pandemic came and shut that down. But to have this connection with you this way, and also the adorable and amazing young actresses that are sisters that played my that portrayed my daughters on the movie, 
they reached out to my daughters. And so they, they had ongoing conversation as there was filming and my daughters are in their mid thirties now. And so, you know, it wasn't as magical as it could have been if they were really little kids and seeing this happening until these young ladies got a hold, you know, till they connected. And now my daughters were so excited to be included. They felt like they were on set, but better on set minus anxiety. So (laughs) it's just been so special. And I, I am a true believer that it is important to have that goal. Like you said, on a GPS to put where you want your destination to be, and then be really open to the journey and all the gifts that come. And I really feel like you're one of those gifts. So thank you so much for this today. This was really fun. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.